Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of You Don't Know Squat Podcast. Today we got me, Ambrose Aquadro, and Freddie talking to Brody McCulley of Rolls Meat Market. We talk about a number of things, including Brody's overcoming of a drug addiction, obviously fitness-related stuff, as well as the meat business. You're in for a good one today. Hope you enjoy. Oh, you didn't know? You don't know, squad. Told, I told him the easiest thing to do is put the headphones on, just start talking, and then eventually we'll start. Just try not to think that there's a microphone there. You'll get to the point where you'll start standing up and you'll be like, like start singing into the mic because it's so natural. <laughs> Hi, Brody. That's that's usually that's usually the way I I work. Did you lift I, today? No, I, I did hit the bike and some jump rope. Could Zach Zach is like our Engineer, could you get these cords untangled for our guest? We we need a. Uh, I complimented the way that it looked this morning, though. I thought it was very well done. What time did you get here? Nine I'm out of breath. 30. I'm not going to lie. I don't run, and I just ran two and a half miles playing hockey. So I'm. Uh, if I'm not saying much today, that's why I'm on my deathbed. <laughs> well, that should get your endorphins going. Uh, your mind working clear. No, it's, I'm a little. <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> foggier. That runner's high is not yeah, a thing. No, that's <laughs> fake running. It's a myth. Running is not real. <laughs> All right, we ready? What is this, 21? You always do this. Hold on. Look, we should have a list. All right, guys, uh, here's another episode of You Don't Know Squad, episode number 21. I am Freddie Dorman, uh, co-hosted today with Mr. Zach Holman. Say hello, Zach. Hello, Zach. There's Zach. And then also joining us again, uh, our newest recurring co-host, Mr. Ambrose Aquadro. Hi. Good morning. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Hair is looking very nice today. Did you yeah. uh, did you do anything to it, or is it just oh, how it's just rainwater. you just rainwater? It's rainwater. Is that uh, should you start bottling that and selling yes. it? Yes. But, I was uh, I was explaining yeah. to Ambrose uh, that uh, we just need a color guy, like a guy that can uh, give us some some laughs. And, yeah, he's uh, like the Pat McAfee, of, like yep. Monday Night Football, That's except good. and he's not that funny yet. So no. We're we're a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's too fun or he's too intelligent to be. So I'm the dumbest one in this group, and I am okay with that. That's something we all agree on, right? Yeah, I mean we can all agree <laughs> to that, right? I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean you have a butcher sitting here. So. <laughs> I couldn't do what you did. <laughs> I, yeah. So that that voice is uh, Mr. Brody McCauley. Brody is a member of DSP. He also owns Rolls Meat Market here in Altoona, but he has a really interesting. Uh, Story that we're uh, we're going to touch base on today that I think you guys can take something from, or just to correct you on that, because um, I don't want our millions of listeners to be jaded. Your family used to own Rolls Meat Market. Well, they still do. They still uh, do. It's it's Brennan's pretty much my brother. Gotcha. He, he hey, thanks for getting me good show notes here, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That, that, Dad sold the business. I didn't want to take over the bookwork, and my cousin wanted to buy it. But it's still so, in the family. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so family-owned business that Brody's a part of. Did you happen to see those cowboy steaks the other day? 
No. Oh, the picture on Facebook. I did not. Yeah. I, pull this up. I couldn't appreciate it because I don't know the qual. Like I don't understand the quality of that. I was gonna say that when we were chatting earlier. Like <laughs> I think that's fascinating that you know. Like he was talking about a backstrap, and you're like, oh, it's the whatever. What's okay. What's funny is like, the wow. graders don't even know. Yeah. So it's like you. you sometimes you'll get stuff that, uh, you would ne- would never pass twenty years ago for a choice or, yeah. or a prime grade. Uh, you know now. It, it's like I could kind of pick through stuff, but you can really find some gems even in some uh, lower grade stuff, like okay. some selects and things like that. So uh, the advantage I have is that I can I can pick through everything that I get yeah. and and pick out pretty well. Uh, the business is is such a dinosaur yeah. that I've learned things over the years that that just get lost even yeah. if people would do it for a living that might be younger than i it's kind of like the fitness business too uh, holy so look yeah. at those things how big are those like is that like a dinner plate that, size like that, how big the is the one that? in the picture on that top there was phenomenal. two and a quarter pounds and it sold about 30 seconds after we opened oh. so i ran <laughs> this is what's funny i ran which out i've had your steaks your steaks are unbelievable I, I try i i try to pick out the good ones man just just ask me what's good it depends uh, you know what we get in you know where i'm flying by the seat of my pants here man yeah <laughs> but i think so i know uh we could touch on the on the on your business as much as i mean we could get deep into that but i think there's uh there's going to be a little bit more to the story here today but absolutely so i know i've i've known brody how long have i known you because you've known okay. my brother forever because you <laughs> okay, guys so <laughs> he was a pool shark well you were <laughs> well uh, you know like a swimming pool <laughs> yes yeah a pool <laughs> he, he, sw- he has a fin that I he grew, attaches i grew yeah. up with a pool table that my grandfather bought me but uh that's me and ben ben was one of my best friends growing up and uh your family kind of took me in uh as a as a trouble kid and how i know you was this was teeny tiny little dude <laughs> always dressed in hockey gear that's mom was carting him around i was to, as wide as i was tall then though I, too i don't think i've ever when you were a child i don't think i've ever seen you in anything but hockey gear yeah and, and which is funny i was just playing hockey before i got here yeah, yeah. It, it's hilarious to see to to see that uh it's not hilarious it actually makes a lot of sense You've stuck with it that long. Did he have long curly hair? No, I didn't have that until high school. And was he fat? And did he eat spaghetti? The the last the latter two, yes, were both <laughs> true at that, that point. Freddie was in hockey so much you didn't see him at the house much. But I w- I was probably uh, I was at the house a good bit at, at Freddie's house, and uh, their their uh, mom took me in uh, pretty well, and and you know I, I I went through some stuff as a as a teenager and and things like that. Uh, Jen is a dime. Yes, she is a wonderful lady. There's, she, there's fat sweaty Freddy. Oh, Where'd you find that picture? <laughs> no, when I, <laughs> Freddy, Freddy. did you see that? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm talking much younger. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. That, so That's eighteen. You gotta remember, I'm 43 years old. Yeah. So, so ten years. Yeah. When, when I was at at Freddie's house, uh, hanging out, uh, it was probably you know maybe 15, 16, 17. Uh, and then, you know, I kind of went my separate ways from Ben. Ben did something with it, a little more with his life than I was doing at the time. I was struggling with some things. Uh, so, uh, kind of going off on a tangent here, but, uh, I, I struggled with, with some depression and, and mental, mental, mental illness, you'll say. Uh, I, uh, 
I, w- I was seeing doctors and things like that for it, and it ended up, uh, you know, prescribing me things and, and, and different things like that, and I, I ended up getting dependencies on it and uh, kind of went went the opposite direction as, uh, a little bit. Was this back, like, uh, when you're... Late teenager, early 20s, L- is that what we're talking about? Late teenager, so probably like around 17, 18 years old. Uh, you know, me and Ben, we liked to party together a little bit and stuff like that, but yeah. I started uh, going down a little bit more of a dark path. Right. And, and and Ben was always there for me, you know, like that. Yeah. And, and we would talk off and on. That's an easy thing to do only because uh, playing with my sports background, I <clears throat> I think I've probably told this story before, but uh, it's always worth it to tell it again, you know, talking about – how easy it is, especially for a young kid. Like you're not develop, like your mind's nowhere. Like your brain's not developed by that. I think that like you can understand. Like I keep saying, like, have you ever seen one of those things that A leads to B leads to C comes back? Like uh, not a Venn diagram, but it's kind of like a web of information. Mm-hmm. They say that you can't even understand. Like your brain can't logically understand that until you're like 16 years old. Right. Let alone you have like look at the sport of hockey you have hockey kids going professional when they're 14 and and all that kind of stuff and i remember i'll never forget i had a cough and i I think i was getting like a little bit of a head cold and i walked up and our our team physician his name was dr stone and i was 18 19 years old this in college college yeah and i walked up and i was like hey stoney um and he turned saw me coming grabbed the bottle percocet threw it over the thing i caught it and i was like I have a cough. And how many kids would have just taken taken that and said, okay, thanks. Like, like either not knowing what it is or, oh, sweet. I just got perks. Um, but like I caught it and I was like, no, 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 I have a cough. And I threw it back to him and he ended up throwing me some cough syrup. But I mean, a kid 18 years old, I mean, I could have done a lot with this. And that's how you're, you're hitting it on the head. Exactly what I'm, what I'm getting to here. Uh, I, I, uh, you know, I was 15 on prescribed Xanax. You know what I mean? And 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 it's you know it was different back then. It was really uh, the 90s were tough. Like the epidemic with the oxycotton and and different stuff like that. That was started when when I was around that age. And of course, I ended up getting into that. I got in a car wreck, and it started out, uh, and it wasn't a severe car wreck. It's it's like you're saying. It's just here. You yeah. Know, don't. Don't fix it through work. Don't you know what I mean? You got to go to work tomorrow. You know, here you go, and and it was given out, and and um, so I I had a, a a problem with that all through my late teens and twenties, and uh, actually, actually I don't know if you guys know this, <laughs> probably don't. I actually ended up uh, spending about two years going to a methadone clinic, uh. Uh, and and it was uh, <laughs> it was. If all from doctors. I mean, uh, you know, there were some doctors operating at the time that were that are no longer operating for obvious reasons. So it got worse and worse. Like I was basically got into cancer type drugs. Like the like. Uh, so was this just morphine. to help combat like mental health, or is this like no, just it, all physical? It, it went down. And it was okay. It, it, it went down a dark road where. So you give a fifteen. <laughs> you, yeah. So you give a fifteen-year-old an opportunity to do something like that and expect them to. Well, the same doctor. What I'm talking about is the same doctor when I was fifteen wasn't the same. So I started yeah, when you're basically later. later on. I. It's the. 
the 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 quick solution to any of your problems yeah. is to lie to a doctor, find a crooked doctor, find yep. doctor hop, you know, run here, run there. You know, I'm not going to mention any yeah, any sure. specific yeah. names, but it is a thing. Yeah, well, you and, know, and when you talk about sports, it's the same way. You know, you you really providing an education for these kids on. It's not easy, but you can fix it. Well, I will tell you that that pandemic or pandemic epidemic, excuse me, we're in a pandemic. Um, that epidemic is something that hits home with me. I know a kid that I played in the East West game with and he went to Ohio university. His name is Mitch and he overdosed on pain meds and ended up dying. But, uh, it's, it's one of those things where putting that type of, uh, responsibility in a young person's hands. You actually find that n- today, in order to get any type of narcotics, or there's so many hoops you have to jump through. Yes, and yes. I couldn't tell you how many people I've met that were so frustrated with those hoops. And I just make them under like they gave me three pills. What's this going to do? And I'm like, well, like you're talking to a physical therapist who does a lot. Like I'm the anti-surgery guy. I'm the anti. Like yes, sometimes surgery is yes. necessary. Um, I'm the anti-medicine guy. Sometimes medicine's necessary. But my job is to try to avoid those things. So I think what you'll see, and this is a shout out to, to my profession I, and, and actually Ambrose and Freddie. Um, I think you'll see in the, in the near future, they're, they're trying to change the narrative that before you in and doctors, there needs to be doctors. There's great doctors in yes. this area. I have very good relationships with a lot of them. But I think that you'll find that rather than running for a medication, rather, rather than running for an x-ray or an MRI, they're starting to say, hey, why don't you go try this fitness thing first? Why don't you go try this therapy thing first? And the stuff that happens in your body, and Ambrose can probably speak to this, is, is kind of monumental with the changes they see just from, from guided exercise and that kind of stuff, whether it's tendon loading, whether it's cellular, whether, I mean, there's, there's so much that goes on with it that luckily we're starting to get to, and it's new, like th- that epidemic wasn't long ago. No, so, it, so I'm still fighting people to realize it's that it's constantly evolving. It's just turning into something else now. Yeah. So hopefully like we do a good job here, but hopefully my profession starts to realize that, Hey, rather than trying to fight for the lowest dollar and get as many people in, you know, we provide a service that's really valuable that can help kids avoid this stuff. And, yeah. uh, well, uh, you know, long story short with that. So, uh, you know, I went through, I, I, I ended up getting treatment and it, it doesn't work very often. It, it ended up working for me. It was very difficult, uh, but I could be functional while I was kicking a very, very dangerous habit. I have a lot of friends that did not make it a lot. So what's it, like the timeline for this? Like what's like, uh, obviously it started when you were young, you're 43 now, you said, right? Uh, yes. So what's, what's like the timeline from the, like, because obviously there's going to be ebbs and flows to this story, like where you're going to have good times and then it's going to kind of it's going to peak back down a little bit, or is it more of like a gradual yes. incline? So uh, from the time I was 15 and till I was about 20, it was more like you know party drugs. Uh, but what the prescription drugs was uh, was uh, would it be Xanax, Valium, stuff like that? Would be benzos, clonopin. They would be benzos, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I kicked that. I ended up in rehab. <laughs> and, and I kicked that. And uh, then came back the pain pills. I got in a little fender bender, basically. Doctor threw some pills at me. And then I started getting them off my friends. And then we started 
finding doctors that they were easy to get off of. And then went down a rabbit hole to find doctors that knew they were giving them to you for no reason. Right. Uh, and that was a big thing. And You know in you're in 90s. deep at that point, yeah. Oh, boy. And, I mean, it's things that were big big time here in yeah. public, you know. Uh, but I, I, about, I, I ended up in a... Uh, going to the methadone clinic, it, it did save my life. It's a, it's a very slippery slope there, too. Uh, but uh, it did save my life. Because the way that works is they start you at a certain dose, and then after so long, they start weaning you down the dose. Is that how that works? Uh, yes. It, yes, they test you to make sure, how, see how much you can handle. is in your system. Right. And uh, at first, it was all, like, I was not a... Uh, uh, heroin user, but so they tested me, and the doctor's looking at me like he's like, "Well, you just and and I'm wearing a 150 milligram fentanyl patch and taking you know five oxycotton 80s a day." And, Jeez. And wow. uh, he he got my blood tests and stuff back, and he was like, and they didn't have room at the time because there wasn't many around. This was about the year 2001, and. Um, and I come in the next day. He was like, well, we don't have enough counselors, but we'll get you in to tomorrow. Come in tomorrow. It's a good and doctor. So, wow. And um, so I, I spent about a year and 10 months in there. And Did you I was one of the few ones to quit it, though. Like, it's not the successful rates of, of, of opiate addiction are not very good. And the, the relapse percentages are it's only like five percent of people that go through that program actually stay oh, really? sober yeah, longer than a it, year it, yeah uh, so those numbers are super well, low really what happened is years later after i was gone it, it takes a lot longer to the withdrawals a lot longer off methadone than off of opiates mm-hmm. many people know that so like if you were to kick uh like the opiate it would be it, it's like i don't know maybe you're sick for like 10 days if you were to methadone, you're sick for like a month wow. off, off two oh. and a half milligrams. So Which makes that whole process even harder because you don't want to be sick. Yeah, I was So you're constantly up. fighting that, that, that demon in your head saying, try it again or fight, yeah. deal with the sickness. So, so I quit uh, that way I, a month later. Uh, so um, I, I, was, I was clean and sober for a good while. And... Uh, I started at a certain point. I started uh, exercising, and I was embarrassed. I remember running uh, around my house. I lived in Roaring Spring, and uh, I weighed about, and and this is with not much muscle at all. I weighed about two twenty seven, and uh, so to give you an idea, I weigh I weigh about one hundred and ninety five pounds right now, and uh, you're what like five ten. I'm. Five eight. Five eight. So we're sitting down. It's hard to tell. So, <laughs> so thanks for being kind. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I was running in Roaring Spring, and uh, somebody's like, some kids are like, "Run, fat ass, run!" And I'm just like, "I've heard that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, from coaches. It's funny, but it just made me think. So I started working out at home. So what I was, was embarrassed to go to a gym? Can I take a step back? Like, why? Why did you decide to like? Hey, I need to run. Like, what was that? That the decision there well I, I i just felt like i was going to jump out of my skin most of the time and i didn't look like what i saw in the mirror and it wasn't so much my body it was just how i felt yeah about uh, accomplishing anything uh it's kind of about having control 
Yeah, because you, you can. Yeah, that makes that, sense. Because when you're running, you you're in full control of what you're doing too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I started running <laughs> a little bit, and then I. Uh, I feel I like I'm suffocating when I run. I, I feel I, like I'm out of control. I feel like I'm underwater. If you're going like down a hill and you can't keep up. Yeah. Well, it it it. I mean, you do it in short bursts. It's like I'm not a runner. You guys know that, but yeah. I have got into it before a little bit. Yeah, and it's definitely beneficial. I, I would mean, love. To, I would it's love good to for f- your soul. I'll tell you what. I, and, and we'll get. Ooh, I like that. Uh, we we keep getting. I we keep getting ahead. We tend tend to do that, but. uh I struggle like I'm busy as it is, and that's my excuse right now. Everybody has excuses, but um, I appreciate people that train for nothing, which we'll we'll talk about that later. But um, man, I lifted twice a day for the, my whole entire life, and was always preparing for something. And now that I have nothing to prepare for, to get me to run, good luck. Like I don't yeah. run for anything. I've you know, if a bear's chasing me in the woods, see you later. That's yeah, it. you're gonna. You're it, just gonna lay down. Like, yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> at, at a certain point, Zach, you're gonna have to make time for yourself. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's, we we've so really we've, heard we that. invited Brody here to have an intervention. It for was Zach. actually for Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, I've heard this before. Anybody else out in the hallway coming in? Your wife's about to come in. Pam's coming in. But anyway, back to your running. Yeah. I'm, so I'm gonna, so, I'm so I was running. I started whimper. lifting at the wreck uh, uh, or. The Y down in Roaring Spring, and I met a cup uh, like a power lifter, an old time power lifter. I, I forget his name, but he's known around here. Uh, but uh, he he talked me up and was real nice to me, and and uh, we'd talk about diet and stuff like that. So anyway, my I I was married and ended up getting a divorce uh, after I got cleaned out, you know, uh, cleaned or clean uh i ended up getting a divorce and uh i moved down to Bel- back to bellwood um my cousin took me in and stuff and i and i had somewhat of a uh, yeah i had a relapse where i started drink binge drinking i've uh, i've heard that usually like once an addict always an addict it just so changes it, it's, it's like, just true. changes so uh, if you can change substance. your if you can change your thing to exercise or if you can change your thing to like it's always a fight i understand yeah, yeah. And, and when i moved here uh, when i moved here I started lifting just to stay alive because my, my mental, it, it, mentally, I was pretty delicate, <laughs> you know, so uh, I, like, again, I just drive myself to do something that I'm worth something that, that, that to keep myself healthy. One thing that probably didn't benefit you is that we were talking about you uh, playing pool is that you're constantly in bars in these pool leagues. Well, it, it, back then, or was I that not like you didn't, okay. I, I didn't play pool for like ten or twelve years? Okay, I started playing when I moved back to Bellwood and started drinking. Right, again. yeah, and and then I fell in with that. Because at that at that point, you're probably thinking, "Oh, this is just social," and then it just kind of starts taking over. Uh, it 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 was I was more there for the drinking. Okay. <laughs> it, it was like in to meet people, like because yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. I moved away from Bellwood. I, I didn't really know anybody. It's not like, not like your brother was out there. Like right, he was yeah. starting a family. Yeah. It, it was like all, all my friends had moved ahead in life, and I was just stalled. Right. And like, I was still eighteen years old because I was basically uh, the uh, drug addiction is like a, a, a quest for nothingness, just right. nothing. So you don't go move forward. You don't, uh, you know. Uh, so I started playing pool, but uh, once you get so far, let me say this about pool. Once you get so far into pool, it's not about hanging out and drinking. Like these guys are into pool. Most pool players I don't know that I know at a higher level uh, don't even drink. 
yeah. because that messes up their game. Yeah. You know, they're there with a can of Mountain Dew and and, and they're a just trying to take water. money off of everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, 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 most of it's about money and stuff. I don't gamble. Just though. a little off topic. That that's kind of like just quickly. What's the most money you've seen somebody win in like a like a, a game in Bellwood? Oh, n- n- not much. Uh, they might bet a couple hundred bucks, or yeah. you might see it get to a thousand. But I don't really like associating with people that do big money things because it's really no different than it gets greasy at that point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't. I I love the game. It's yeah. it's a ball in a pocket. Like I can I can sit around I can sit around and shoot drills by myself, and and that's what I would prefer. People be like, hey, you want to play them like, now? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, just I'm not just getting here too by myself, just knocking a ball in a hole, you know. But uh, but yeah, I I, st- I started drinking. I met I met my wife, my wife now, Dawn, and uh, I I cleaned my act up, man. I I saved money, I bought a house. Uh, I still drank, but very, you know, responsibly. But it it ended up over about uh, six or eight years, starting to get out of control, and I was a functional alcoholic and that's mm-hmm. when you guys knew me yeah so i used to lift down at the rec center uh your brother came in one day and uh he was like hey we got, we got this gym up here you should try it out and uh give me a key fob and and i went up on a sunday i think was it this one or was it the site no, oh, it, it was the, was the old one, one yeah it was the old one it was the second gym and it was thanks like thanks to ben for going to other gyms and poaching <laughs> yeah, no, shout out. He came into the, he came into the meat market. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, gotcha. so he came into the meat market. He was coming in. He's always coming. In. He'll, he'll buy like Philly sausage and some bacon. He's a big bacon guy. And Don't tell Brad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was uh, going to ask that question about the whole bacon. Thing. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get, that. We'll get to that. That's a good question. That's a very good question. And we, we're well, going to get the answer you know, today. <laughs> Brad's in a, in a hard situation there because, you know, People, you know, people just run with any advice in an extreme other direction of what you say. No, too much of anything is no good for you. Yeah. That's probably what Brad will tell you. No, well, here's the question. We'll <laughs> jump ahead here, then we'll go back to okay. Ben coming in. What would you consider to be a slice of bacon? A slice. What's a slice of bacon? <laughs> what's what's get, one maybe, slice of bacon? Maybe let's clean this up. If you get the if you get if you go buy bacon, do you leave the strip of bacon alone, or do you consider cutting it in half? <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Coming from I, there the we one go. slice of bacon is one pound of bacon. That's <laughs> yeah, an even better well, answer. Well, so Brad yeah, got Brad. into a. I walked into work the other day, and he was a, he was flustered as he was walking out. We met at the at the sidewalk. He goes, "Please tell Zach you cut bacon in half." Because I, I was said, screaming at him. I was like, <laughs> "Why would I cut yeah, the fit in my mouth?" Or like he's like, "No, just tell him you cut it in half." I said, "I can't do that, Brad." I was like, you're just disrespecting bacon, and then he was all flustered again. I told him that I eat every time I eat eggs, I typically make two or three slices of bacon. And he looked at me and he said, like a slice, like a whole slice or a half a slice. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Does that? Yeah, and I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, when you said that, I was thinking, is that all the bacon he (laughs) eats? Like, I literally eat. Probably three quarters of a pound of meat by noon every day. Well, well and I'll tell you, and that's not that sounds awesome. Good. That's amazing. Yeah, well, I'll tell you that he did clear him. Like I came in the next day and I was still red hot all over him. Like Am- <laughs> Ambrose he was sending him pictures of bacon, <laughs> like full slices. Yeah, Ambrose called him a sociopath, and <laughs> it, it got ugly. And I was all over him when I came back in, and he it was like, "Listen," ugly. he said, "When we get a package of bacon." 
we cut it in half, and he's like, and I might have six slices of bacon. And I was like, so three, three. slices. Yeah, they're, they're Which halves. is what yeah. I eat. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I, we just cut the package in half. And I still think he's a sociopath for doing it. I think that's disrespectful. I'm pretty sure he's a serial killer. That's Yeah, that's a little odd. Like, <laughs> but I, it, I know people like that, though. It's like working out with Mike Porman. I like that. <laughs> I, fl- I flip the plates around on him. Like, I'll put one plate backwards, and he'll get down, Free get all chair. ready for a set, and be like, just look at me, get up, flip the plate back <laughs> around. You know, the, the, he sounds like that type of person. They're the same type. All of right, person. so Brad, you're wrong. Now let's yep. go back to Ben. <laughs> the expert here. We got yeah. the answer. Yeah. I, I doubt I'm an expert on nutrition, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So so Ben came in, and I, you know, the thing is, I I went into the place, and and the bars, like it, it's everything's free. I don't like to conform to machines. Uh, it's all it's all free weights, like. Uh, it, 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 <laughs> it's it, it was all free weights, um, the the rogue equipment and stuff that you guys had. Uh, You're repping the, a rogue hat. The trap bar, I love that the thing. Trap bar. I, a big trap I was bar gonna guy. when the COVID shutdown come around, I was gonna be like, man, I wonder if Freddie had lend me that trap bar. And I then would've. I was thinking, you know what? He probably isn't gonna have any plates left from from all the. We didn't. That's what I'm saying. The only and plates that were left here was what Zach needed. Well, you it, had metal plates. And we had some steel plates, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I would have let you have. Yeah, I should. Next, next shutdown. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't wait. say that. Can't oh, wait. good. Yeah. Next shutdown. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, you so know, this was, is so I we've been here functional. for we've been in this location for three years, going on four four years. So that would have been about five years ago that you started over there. It's been that long. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it's been a while, and um, so uh, you know, I would I was fun- very functional, and I always stuck to my my workouts, and you know, I was drinking and stuff like that. But uh, it so it, it you got were, out of you control. were still drinking at the old gym. Oh right? yeah. So I used to see Brody daily in the gym. Never could tell. Me neither. Never would have guessed. I I uh, I would not drink in the morning if I went to the gym. But I was that was starting towards the end of when you guys had talked to me. And this is the thing about this place, you know, and something you'll notice uh, here is when when you walk in the door, someone always looks you in the eye, and says, hi, how you doing? Unless unless Freddie's working with with 20, 20 kids, yeah. you know, that, you know, but then again, he can. He can talk to you pretty well because he can smell a bad lift <laughs> on his platform. <laughs> I could be looking at you dead you're, in the face, and I'm like, "That sucked, dude." Again, but it wasn't even toward; it was somebody ten feet behind me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, everyone here, you know, and I said this before. Yeah, because you're not a CrossFitter. You're not an athlete. No, and and why uh, a sports performance athlete? I don't want to say you're not so an you, athlete. You do athletic things. Yeah. So, so you ask me like why? Why? Why this place? This is like, I'm a little bit of a meathead. I don't really know what, what, what totally my thing is because I don't have a workout plan. You know, I'm I'm not a power lifter. I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not. Uh, so why this place though? It's like you don't. This place is CrossFit, sports performance training, Olympic lifts, and sort of boxing. And why I come here is for what you're surrounded with, and what you're surrounded with. Uh, I noticed, and especially, like, I came in the one day, and you guys, you know, knew I was going through some things in my life. 
And literally, it was. I think it might have been a Sunday. Uh, you, uh, you and Zach happened to be here, and uh, and, and was like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> so what's going on? How are you? Mm-hmm. You know." And and uh, you knew some things were going on, and and you didn't realize how that helped me. And you know, like Zach kind of took me in because he knew. It, you know, I, I I work really. I do a strenuous business. You know, everybody works hard, but. I have a strenuous business and, and I'm getting older and, um, he, you know, he makes sure I'm all right like that. You know, he'll, Mm -hmm. he's really, really busy now, but he still will take out, like if he sees I'm, you know, flaring my elbows out on my dumbbell presses, he'll be like, "Eh, Brady's going to hurt his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) You know, or Freddie, like keep your, keep tuck your chin, keep your head down and you're doing the snatch grip deadlifts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know, that I was in here rubbing my neck. And <laughs> well, what you don't know is when I see you do that, I try to encourage you to continue doing it because I'm so trying way, to drum up some more business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know I don't have any money, so, though, so that doesn't make any sense. So one of the things that we we love about you, and Ambrose and I just talked about this a couple of weeks ago, is that you're always willing to ask questions, yeah. and then you will dive into it and try to figure out, and like you're genuinely interested in what we're doing and how it can how it's helping. You love seeing how things are helping other people, but you're also watching the, the fine things that'll benefit you. And we love that how, how vocal and how much you're into gaining more information, well, and, I, which we really appreciate. Cause that's, that's what we like doing. We like helping other people, but and I'll tell you, you what, always have, and you also do the research too. Cause you always come back like, Hey, I was thinking about this thing. Low key. He's the smartest guy in the gym. Um, he, he watches everything that we're doing yeah. and he apply he, he, he applies it to his daily routine effectively. So last Sunday, I was doing uh, safety bar squats, but I had a, a band attached, so it was pulling me forward. And you're like, yep, adding that to my workout. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, definitely using more of your backside yeah. there. Well, you know what I did do, though? I attached, uh, so I took one of the squat racks, and I didn't want to go heavy at all with mm-hmm. like a barbell squat. So I attached uh, a band to one of the squat racks low, and put it around my waist, and and I did goblet squats, That's making sure my That's a really good went one. through with my hips, uh, just because you know I have to strengthen that area, just because uh, everybody pretty much does yep. is what I'm finding out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it's 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 not as easy as it sounds. It's like the breathing thing. You guys, you guys talk about breathing, and Ambrose helped me out one day. That's another thing. You know, here I am, an old guy. I'm not going to be a a uh, I'm not going to be a college athlete. Um, I'm just trying to keep going, be able to unload that truck in the morning. Did you ever use any eligibility for athletics? <laughs> <laughs> you can There was a Division three long snapper this year that was 53 years old. Yeah. Well, wow. He was uh, like a Navy vet or something like I'm not the vet. most coordinated guy in the world, <laughs> I think. But, uh, yeah, Ambrose helped me out with that, and, and I was breathing wrong. And, and, and it's like... Well, you know, that's another thing you can hear, but you you need to sit down with one of these guys and really talk about breathing. It's like, what kind of breathing? Well, if you're doing high reps, then you really can't brace too much while you're doing the high reps or you'll end up locking up. And, uh, and Bra- the, bracing, I don't know the terminology. Yeah, yeah br- bracing is such an interesting term because yeah. every time people associate bracing with Valsalva. Yeah. And uh, something, <laughs> yeah, something I do with... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you'll so, blow your O right now. Yeah. That way. 
<laughs> but but some, something Prolapse, that I... colon, coming. <laughs> yeah, but, but every single time I deal with somebody who has low back pain, and Taylor, my women's health girl, um, she's... I try to learn from her, but COVID's kind of slowed her down a little bit because she doesn't have childcare. But um, it's super interesting how much breathing used effectively can make you a better athlete. Mm-hmm. It might make your lifts bigger. It might make you run better. Um, but it goes, it, it's more complicated than this. It's hard. Though, it's super hard. Breathing is what right. Type yeah. of, what type of athletic it's one of the, are you doing? It, because it's different breathing. Am I correct in that? Yeah. It's one of the few things we do involuntarily. Like we, yeah. we breathe naturally on our own just to sort of like just to live. But learning how to do it the right way and when and how is challenging. When and how. Teaching, That's the complicated Teaching part. it's a challenge. There's, yeah, I, I'd say most of the people that I've tried to teach how to breathe properly are more frustrated with that than like any movement they've ever yeah. tried in the gym. They're like, why can't I? What do you well, mean I can't breathe? And let's be realistic. Like I'm breathing right now. Sometimes yeah. it's something that I miss as a therapist because people are paying me money to make them move. Yeah. So sometimes if I lay them on the table for 30 minutes, like, and what am I doing? About, yeah. Yeah. What's Why the point are we doing of this? this? Yeah. So sometimes it's like you try to, so there's a thing called Lewitt position where you lay on your back, knees up, it shortens your, it relaxes hip flexors. It makes the whole breathing thing very easy to understand, but it's not functional because once I get you off the table and stand, it's a new ball game. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. have gravity acting now. And a lot of times I'll teach breathing in a supine position. People get it. Walk and I say this is going to be the most in, insanely frustrating thing you're ever going to learn. And they'll get up and they'll leave. And sometimes it's like, well, I don't want to spend another 45 minutes trying to teach Just this person how to breathe. And, yeah. So you're kind of trial by fire. Hey, let's go do something easy yeah. and breathe. But I mean, it's kind of a tough. It is. That's a, that's, that's a tough. That's, that's, so that's what I start to realize from. Um, like you can look online at all this stuff, but but you're really never going to get it in, unless you're specifically with someone that looks you in the eye. And it's says, one of the things you, you can also get really hands on too with, especially yeah. like rib like rib flaring, rib position, and even talking to Taylor, she was like, "I have some of my girls have to exhale at a certain point. Some of my other girls have to hold their breath at, a, at the exact same point. So it's it's really dependent on the person too." Well, that's what Ambrose Which makes it a challenge. Was, Ambrose is phenomenal. Made, stuff like that. made me realize, you know, he he hit some different points. He knows the terminology and stuff. But basically, I was I was locking up the whole this area. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and uh, and I could definitely see what he was saying. And, yeah. and I, I listened to the podcast with Taylor on, and and she specializes in like post postpartum stuff. Uh, She's interested. She d- she does pelvic floor stuff. Yeah. So did you try to stuff. suck the she Almond was talking about your vagina, <laughs> the, bean. <laughs> the bean up your vagina. I was sitting there like trying to do the. I'm it doing gives, it right now. It gives me chills. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, but what she she was talking about breathing on a podcast. You guys were all talking about breathing, and and uh, it, so I've been listening to a lot of stuff about that. But but then I have you guys to to talk to sometimes yeah. about it. But you really, it's a complicated thing. I don't know. Went down a tangent on that one. <laughs> this yeah. is what we're here for is my, Yeah, my, my brain is like my gym bag. There's some useful things in there. You just gotta, <laughs> you gotta there's, like a seven, there's like a seven-year-old deodorant you gotta, bar. You gotta dust the hand chalk off everything yeah. to find it. There's a uh, library card somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah random things. So, things. Some weird things. So if we can go back, back to Brody. So you started at that gym. At what point in your in your time with us that you're like okay I'm done doing this like I'm I'm getting my I'm getting myself clean again 
Um, it, well, I, been... I had some family problems. Like I, I just, it was weird. So I was, I was, I became a, a severe functional alcoholic, uh, and and I was very functional. Like I, uh, but it got to the point where I couldn't drive my daughter anywhere if she wanted to go get a burger, and I was just at the house with her. It, it's seven thirty at night. It was like I, you know, I drank ten beers. Like I can't, I can't take her, and and just. You know, you start lying to yourself about how it's affecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I caused some some issues with my wife and stuff like that. But, we, I mean, I I, uh, I quit. And, and just about the same time as, as I quit, I cut down a little bit and, and was getting ready to quit. And you guys had talked to me. And uh, just just somebody else there something because I didn't besides my parents and stuff and no one really wants to talk to stuff like about stuff like that with their parents I mean they helped me a lot but uh it was having somebody outside of the crowd of people that do that to 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 go to something different and an alternative you know lifestyle um uh and I, I just I started hitting it harder at that point uh and just making sure I consistently get here. And it's really hard to stay healthy through that. That's why it's important that you surround yourself with people that can actually use um, fitness as therapy. Because, you know, I mean, it's proven on rats. Like, you can can give rats drugs, and if they run on the wheel, they don't hit that button to get the drugs. They're (laughs) rats. They have (laughs) no soul. You know what I mean? And... and, and, uh, and where that comes in with with you guys, even you know your job isn't done with with these kids. And when you realize that, like what what, what would happen, Freddie? You know, you what did you do to your back? Uh, I've broken it twice. Okay, so you broke your back, right? If you did not have the people surrounding you with fitness to be able to drive through that, if you just would have settled down, taken your taken a couple Percocet and, and so had my, a few beers. The first time I broke my back. I ended up having not having to quit hockey, but it was a catalyst for me to quit. I I didn't fortunately I didn't go down as deep of, as a rabbit hole as somebody, but I for you for, understand the depression, yeah. For the because I my life was I was the hockey guy. I didn't have any other title like that's that's who what like I was defined by. So Zach and Ted, we I drank pretty heavily. <laughs> yeah. So you now like Monday to Wednesday, happens. not so much. Thursday to Sunday, a ton. Well, but I'll like t- I'll tell you, I was. I was the football guy. Fred yeah. was the hockey guy, and that's why we're that's why we're in se- we have a marriage outside of our own marriage. But uh, I was the I was kind of that was my identity. Like when, when yeah. you lose your identity, it may be for anything. But it was that, hard. that's something I respect. And and to give this place kudos and and kind of every now and then you need to pat your own back. The reason I love this place is for what you just said is right. that somebody can't walk in here without us saying, "Hey, what's up? What's going on?" Like I want to yeah. hear your story. Well, um, the important like I I'm a we're strength coaches, like Ambrose and I, but like the amount of times we hear like not, we spend an entire hour not even talking about weightlifting. It's more like, "Hey, how was your day?" Well, yeah, a lot of times uh, like I always ask how school's going, what's yeah, going on with life. The guys like, come it, in, you give them a rundown and then you're like, "Okay, so anyway, how'd your day go?" Yeah, yeah, cuz that's it, it, I, yeah, you care more about you that. You know, than. with the with the scholarships and the things like that, you're working with these kids in th- some of the most influential times in their life. And you guys are in a unique situation where you're, you're highly motivated and interested. And uh, what you have to realize is like what happened to you, Freddie, right. You know, uh, 
these the, these kids, what if what if the kid you're training, the 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 star athlete, you know, everything goes well, and then something happens, he breaks his back, you know, t- has an injury, you know. Sometimes having a little bit of experience and insight can that's that's the physical therapy world. The person that comes in and hurts their back, if you say, "Hey, this happened to me," and look at me, yeah, it's it's you kind of connect with them to say i have a perfect example of that so there's a woman who does crossfit she does functions in crossfit she's she's older but she's she's a hundred percent committed to doing this has some back issues and she didn't know my history with the back and she's like how do you know so much about like being in this range of motion and not my back doesn't hurt doing this and i explained to her what i went through i every time she's in she's always asking me hey can how can i adjust this for the back like she instantly made that connection and now she she trusts what I'm saying because she knows I've gone, I've gone through it. Yeah, and it's it, with the with the with the kids. It's it's deeper than that because when you, I, I, it's it's really on. Pers- it, you know, it comes into the depression of it and the stuff. You're forming a relationship with these people here right. that later on in life, what if something bad happens? They lose their scholarship. They, you know, then they could turn to other things. They can still go back to athletics. Yeah, I always look say... Look what you do now. Look what you have now. Yeah, I always say you. coaching doesn't stop when you walk out the door. Like, you could call no, me You doesn't. could call me on a Sunday, like, hey, I'm stuck somewhere. Can you come get me? Like, yeah, like, 100%. Like, we've, we've been through situations like that, but it's not like you're not going to get... You're going to get all of us at any point at any time. And it yeah. doesn't just mean when you're in the door or in the facility. Yeah, and that's, that, that's really what I what I always wanted to express to you guys is my appreciation. And that's, that's why I come here. Like you got CrossFit, Olympic lifting, uh, you got have a boxing gym over here. I love all you guys. And, and it's, I don't do any of that stuff, you know, but you do have the the cool toys and you need to put something on, on YouTube. (laughs) It could be like Amber, uh, Freddie and Zach's gym toys. You, you know? uh, we have toys. We just they're, oh, they're yeah. not the yeah. not gym toys. Uh, I always knew that about you guys. I, I always suspected it. But uh, yeah, sorry, that, Pam. So, so that's 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 pretty much you know what I wanted to say about that today. So you know? you've been sober how long now? Uh, over two years. That a boy. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, it has been five years. I didn't realize it's been five years since since you started. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just saw we just saw you just had a really nice post and tagged us in it on uh, Facebook a couple weeks ago. Um, so I wanted to say congrats. That's I know it's an ongoing, ongoing battle, but you you got three guys here that are going to support you the whole time. So yeah, I I I know that and whole gym know. community. So. <laughs> it's always a danger, but I I feel good, and you just got to keep going and 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 uh, control the things that you can control, and that's mainly why I do it. Like I'm, I just want to control, and that's what makes it so frustrating if you get hurt. But then you have you have Zach here to give you good advice, be like, uh, you know, and he's not like don't do that guy. You got to watch a lot of PTs. Like don't don't. Well, you he doesn't own an ultrasound machine. I was I've had at that. I've had doctors tell me don't don't bench press anymore. Don't you oh, know? Don't, a lot. don't I don't bench press. I dumbbell press, but it's like stuff like that. Don't well, you don't want to deadlift anymore. And it's like that. So the most useful exercise ever. And Zach's I had a doctor like, the first time I how to, 
how to deadlift. First right. time I broke my back, <laughs> I had a doctor tell me you shouldn't squat or deadlift anymore. Ever, ever. Again. And that's and sometimes that's tough, and I, that's where I wish we could get on the same like, page. What? Just because sometimes that tough, that tough, that's tough because. Uh, you know, if done correctly, they can be very beneficial. It's and the, sometimes if you have a doctor telling you not to do something, they look at you and say, well, you're just a trainer. What do you know? That's it's why, like, well. That's why it's boxed. Yeah. We talked about that, the boxed. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing in my business. You know, it's it, it, things are becoming automated to the point where it, it's, uh, and they're doing that with people. You can't do that with people's health and wellness. You cannot box it and get a good result. You just can't. And what he's referring to by boxed is talking about how, and, and I've talked about this at length, is healthcare is going to big box and healthcare is going to how many, you know, it's a fight to the bottom. You know, I'm going to do this for less money, less money, less money. And then all of a sudden you have people coming in saying, well, I have a $35 copay and that's what you owe. That's what you, that's what you're worth to me. Um, usually those people aren't going to put much effort into what you're doing. And on top of that, um, okay, I'll take your $35 copay, but I'm going to see seven of you at the same time. And then they're saying, well, I want help. And you're saying, well, I can't do it for 35 bucks because I got bills to pay. Um, you know, got to turn the lights on, got to pay rent. Um, but ultimately it comes down to helping people and, and that kind of stuff. But big box stuff, they ruin everything. I mean, they're yes. just, yeah, it's, it's becoming, the world's becoming more and more like that and people aren't going to understand it until you, it's gone. You but can't it, expect quality whenever, whenever. No, you can't have it both. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's, it's coming to the point where if you make it through whether in my business, because it's so, it's so competitive in the food business that, uh, it's coming to the point where we're a little bit behind the times as far as this area goes. About five years. That I know the trend's going to come where if I make it, if, if this business makes it, you know, th- through the weather's the storm of the COVID and the politics and all this kind of crap, this is what I want to do and this is what I know is coming next and this is what I like to do, this is what I like to sell. But it's a really big investment and it's a matter of timing because if you're not first, you're last. Right. It, it, it won't work. If you're not first with it, I believe Ricky it, Bobby said that. He did. Yes, yeah. Ricky Bobby he also was, said, "What was do I do with man. my hands?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was I was telling before you got here, Fred. I was talking to him about. And the, there's whenever I lived in Albany, there was a uh, a butcher shop that did a lot of like gourmet cuts, and they did a lot of like bring your date like date night. Come in here. We'll pick a piece of meat. We like not taking like a deer head and butchering it, but they, they take like a chunk of meat and they say, okay, we're going to show you how to break this down. Um, so we're going to take those cowboy steaks and I'm going to show you how to cut them. I'm going to show you how to dress them. And then we're going to do a nice recipe. Where I'm going to show you how to cook them. And um, it was wildly popular. Um, people did. Yeah, I'm assuming you that. never took a date there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 no, no. <laughs> I would I would have, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we we were talking before you got here about how they're similar our businesses to the meat industry. I mean, Fred, Fred Fred and Ambrose can talk about that too. That you know, our and Brad as well. Our professions are one of the most YouTube Instagram professions that you can find. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you wouldn't have got on this topic. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, no, but I saw him do it this way on my Instagram feed. And, and you're like, well, that's them, and that's how they look that day, and you look like shit. So <laughs> let's try to figure this out. But uh, but 
it's interesting. Oh, geez. It's interesting how, how much auto, like automation, and I think what's going to happen, same with healthcare, things are going to get so big and so overcrowded in healthcare. You know, having, having, and this is a big political thing, but having free healthcare and all that kind of stuff, the reason that that doesn't work is because you tear your ACL and you're waiting three years for it because yeah. everybody's getting it and you're waiting. Um, it's, it's the same. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's so funny. Yeah, it's the same. So, it, so a lot of times it's like in the future it turns into, okay, well, you can go to that healthcare place and pay your $20 copay. You can go to Walmart and get your $5, you know, filet mignon, but it's going to be shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all it, relative. It, what all it, the it, same. Here's a good example. Like, uh, so people get, you know, television and stuff like that. Uh, we're, we're talking about meat for a minute. Uh, I was watching a cooking show. Uh, Bobby Flay was on it and he was going through this recipes and you always get my business. It's like whatever was just on the food network. It's like suddenly you're asking for this specific thing that you can use anything for, but that's what they used in there. So that's what I need. And uh, anyway, so Bobby Flay goes into this butcher shop in the city and uh, he's like, yeah, you just, you know, just ask your butcher to grind a, a fresh pork roast out of the case. And it, and it shows them pick out the roast and point at it, and the butcher pick it up and be like, yes, sir, I will happily grind this tiny roast for you in this giant grinder, you know, where three-quarters of it will get lost. And I looked at the price. <laughs> I, I, I love I, it. I, I looked at the price tag on it. It was seven ninety nine a pound, a Boston butt roast. You can you buy Boston, Boston butt roast wholesale for, like, a buck a pound. Yeah, Dude, I'll I'll come I'll come to your house and cook it for you for seven ninety nine a pound. My point is that's not that's not this area. It, it will be someday where they real where where customer service is so rare that it it will be worth money. But you need to charge for it. Yeah, like I have to. You know, you want oh, how about selling elk and stuff like that? I would love to sell elk. Okay, I go out, I check prices, I call all my suppliers. I'm like. You know, I'm like, okay, sir, I can get uh, 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 thin cut. I will thin cut you some some elk hindquarter round steaks. You know, uh, they're eighteen ninety nine a pound, and and they'll be like, get out of here with that gouging. <laughs> oh, during COVID, it was like that. I've, I I had our owner, and I really respect him for this. You know, meat prices went ridiculous. There was a meat shortage, and that's because people. Uh, got sick on lines and not many people know how to properly process you know at these at these big box places sometimes mm -hmm. and when a couple guys would go down a whole you wouldn't have one cut available mm -hmm. anyway uh it the meat went through through the roof and we so i went around and all these big places have to get permission from manager and district manager and then to corporate to buy something different so I'll just get on the phone. I've been in the business forever. Just get on the phone, call this guy. Hey, do you got anything that'll work for this? You got anything that'll work for that? And I just bought it all up at the lower price. And uh, so I went to our owner. I was like, man, next batch of stuff we're, we're buying is literally three quarters more. Like, and I was like, we got to raise prices. He was like, no. Nope. He's like, don't do it. No, I don't want to do it. That's not the way I do things. You got balls to do that. Well, he does. Uh, that's one thing. And he doesn't. It, but it was an extremely moral thing to do in a position. I, 
I got to be honest with you, I probably wouldn't have done it because I had to buy more meat. Like, I, I was like, oh, what if we don't make enough to buy more stuff and what if this gets worse? But he was just like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm, it's, it, it's, and, and that's actually how, how it's done is to raise it. But under that crisis, he would not do it. Yeah. Yeah, and the tough thing for you guys is that it would be tough to order that because if you're not, which I'm sure you're selling a lot more than what you typically do just because groceries were running out of well, stuff. Well, supply was so low, we would have bought more, but you just yeah. couldn't get it. Yeah, but the, the tough thing to do is... i listening for the trucks to come down the road. Yeah. Like, it, it, was, it was pretty bad. It was, the, you know, they're buying toilet paper. Imagine what... what uh, uh, somebody would do for a steak. Yeah, well, I know. know. <laughs> I know. I, I I heard that some <laughs> some places that don't typically sell toilet paper were going and buying it at a distributor just, just because sell it. they could sell it. But I think the hard part about your yeah. industry is that like your stuff goes bad. Like so, yeah. you didn't know this, but Brody handed out for every steak he sold. You got a roll of TP. <laughs> yeah. That was his, his special, his COVID was, special. Yeah. yeah, we hey we. We we hoarded some especially sanitizer. those jalapeno poppers you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got two <laughs> you rolls. You needed for, for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's really kind of neat to, to hear this whole. I knew some of this story. I didn't know how deep it went for some of this. So I think that's uh, yeah, it got a little dark there. No, not dark. <laughs> no. Well, here's here's the thing. The cool thing about this is that if someone's listening to this, that is it at, at that point. Yeah, you're a walking example of what it could turn into, which and, is a positive experience. And not so. to put you out there, but knowing you personally over the last couple of years, I guarantee you that if you are that person and you happen to be in our gym, I guarantee you, Brody, would be happy to, mm. hey, let's chat about it. Um, yeah. How well, can I help you? Yeah, the important thing to me is that the people in the, the, the that are knowledgeable in this business, and I'm saying this to you guys, is uh, – Keep on those kids. See if they're all right. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Because you you know how it goes in here. Like if if they end up, you know, they're successful, successful. You help them be successful. Let them know they can. You can still. You didn't get. You you, you got hurt. You, this injury injury. You know, maybe you couldn't keep the scholarship, or maybe stay with them. You know what I mean? Be like, you know, you can use those same tools and motivation and and. Uh, and, and the fitness to stay well your whole life. And you can use it in anything like you yep. do with the therapy. Yep. You're like, listen, you do this so many, that's an athletic movement. You know, that's, uh, you know, to keep yourself going. And uh, I believe that about you guys that you already do that. But yeah, my I, favorite that's thing what's is, different here. is taking the non-athlete and making them do things that they're like, holy shit, I didn't know they can do that. That's, mm-hmm. that's rewarding to me. Um, but... That's the end of that sentence. <laughs> that Zach's, so really good at, Zach, Zach's really good at carrying conversations. <laughs> and a, and the a transition end. to <laughs> balloons. So what's what's on the horizon for Brody? Like I know Zach had said he loves when people are training for nothing. I don't want to say you're training for nothing. You're obviously training for something because it's more mental health. It's the feel good. But is there anything that like you're working toward? Because you're always always doing something something new in the gym that you're trying to deadlift, add bands. You're doing trap bar. You're like, man, I really felt that in my hammies today. Like, <laughs> well, I was, which you love. I was originally trying to hit a five five oh five deadlift by the time I was forty. I ended up hitting it at forty one with with Fred with the help of Fred. He wrote me out a workout mm-hmm. and had like four sets of ten, either banded like with deadlifts and yeah. stuff like that, like split squats and stuff. That got me much stronger. The banded uh, kettlebell swings, yeah, they're awesome. 
You also uh, love the sled. The, yeah, I, it's fat guy cardio for me. <laughs> he, yeah. actually, he actually hates the sled. You, he, you, you have time. That and carries. Him. When I showed you carries and the sled, you're like, yep, doing these. These are awesome. Well, carries are one of the those suitcase, those suitcase bars are one of the reasons that I stayed here originally. Like I said, you, you guys got all the cool toys. And the rope trap bar is way underused here. When I see those kids on the regular trap bar, I'm like, yeah, grab it. that one just looks Do you much know cooler. why? Because it's like three inches lower to the ground than the silver one. Yeah. So okay. they like, they're like, I'm not getting that deep. <laughs> so it's more of them just being lazy. There's probably more of a technical reason. I just love that thing. Though. A it's word just... to the wise, though, with that rogue track bar, trap bar deadlift is you have to make sure. You're in the middle of it. That you're in the middle of yeah. it. I had an athlete, and I won't find the picture uh, fast enough. I, I had a patient. Oh, I had a patient that his hands were behind the middle of the trap bar. I remember he, that. And he had like. He only had like 305 on, and he lifted it up, and when he went to put it down, the trap bar dipped forward and ripped his big toenail off in a shoe. Hit his big toenail, boom, popped it off. (laughs) And there was blood everywhere. Oh, Um, "Oh my God. (laughs) But you just got to make sure. He signed a waiver, right? (laughs) (laughs) He did sign a waiver. And I did an incident report, and I I made sure he knew that that was all your fault, right? And he said yes, and I recorded it, and we're good now. But um, Held up his ID, got it on video. So yeah. the 505 dead, that happened. Anything else coming up for you that you want to hit? Uh, I would I would like to be able to squat uh, what I should be able to squat for having a 505-pound deadlift. Uh, my squat's always been bad, or I always hurt myself by then. And Zach's, like, cringing right now, but <laughs> he's I, – I got I got deep squats. I got 275 for three reps the other week. So I don't know how hard I'm going to push it because I still feel that knee sometimes, but it's not. It hasn't gone. Like, Might just out. have to get you to the box. I know right you now. love that. My knee went out. Yeah, <laughs> it was dislocated. I saw it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No. Uh, did Did you sign a waiver? <laughs> <laughs> well, and no, I, I didn't. As a matter of fact, and, I, and I'll tell you the reason you know that that's legitimate is because um, um, anytime you hear somebody saying they did a two seventy five squat, like. If you ask these little high school kids, if you ask Shafari, I couldn't. I, couldn't, <laughs> I bet you he would tell you he's. He would probably tell you he's squatting six hundred pounds, and you're like, no, he'll be honest. He's, he's, he's like squatting ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ben. But uh, usually, you got these guys that are squatting quote unquote five hundred pounds. I was that guy. I hurt my back squatting five oh five, and I was trying to get six reps, and I got, on the second one, I herniated. I blew. I herniated a couple discs. Because I was an awful squatter. I was so bad. And now that I think, and I'm still not good, but I now that I'm much better than I was. But now that I look back on it, I was a big kid. I was a strong kid. And I used to good morning 505 pounds. And I was. Jesus. <laughs> there, was there was no hip at all. It was just falling. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> I just. He got. Well, no get deeper. Yeah. So, with not your chest. Yeah. So the way I got deeper was putting my chest to the floor. I get like. I would love to watch myself squat now, but yeah, but watching you bench was impressive when you when you'd rep out four or five. That I was, was cool. I was a pesh, I was a push guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not anymore. I'm nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to try to get my squat a little bit closer to my deadlift. Not really. I j- I just want to be able to so the other meatheads don't make fun of me. Type of <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> well, you look, here's the thing you you've always have looked pretty good. You just look a lot more fit now. Yeah. Like when you first started, you had muscle, uh, but you're just a little bigger. But now you you 
doing all that extra stuff and not just doing the meathead yeah. stuff. Like you I've actually look fit. Sledgehammer and tire a lot just to try. You're to just get doing that, that Sunday rotational stuff. You well, come in, that's your. Is that your nephew that comes in with you? My nephew. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't remember the. You can tell that you guys are related by the tats. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. You're born with them. them. Yeah, yeah. Am- Ambrose, are you related to him? Yes, I am. Because you have tattoos. Have, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's my it's little. It's not nephew. full blood though, because I only have a half sleeve. <laughs> little nephew. He's got you by like six inches. Yeah, he's. He, I call him the Swede. He, he does like look sweet. Swede. He does he's look scotch. Yeah. But we uh, call him the Swede because he's. He looks like he's a big, a big boy. Well, kid. T- well, to your credit, I've also noticed there's a lot more. Like you're nowhere near as stiff as you used to be. No. I'm. I'm. I'm trying. I. Li- that's what I'm saying. People. People here have. So much access to so much knowledge. And it's even with the podcast, like since I actually came into the uh, use the technology a little bit and I, I downloaded for the uh, podcast, I had asked that question. I didn't even have podcast things downloaded. So I listened to almost all your podcasts. And Which one's so your favorite so far? Um, I know you the, like the, the doctors. one with the doctors are good. Um, the one with the PT, I couldn't hear Taylor too well. But I like to listen. Uh, they were about the breathing, like, like when you guys talk about bracing breathing. And, and so we've come a long way with this podcast and learning how to use this. Use this <laughs> we stuff. still have no idea what half those buttons are, to be completely but honest. But we did the one with Matt Stoltz in my living room. I didn't listen to that one yet. Don't, because you can't hear it. <laughs> okay. So what we did is we set everything up, but we didn't plug the microphones into the computer. So you're just listening on my computer speaker. We also have uh, an entire episode with Matt Randolph. Our second, it was our second or third at my house, and we deleted it. And we deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the intro and the outro, and that's about it. It'll go. Mine will go into the file with with uh, Randolph's. Yeah, no, no. We got it. <laughs> although, Did you hit record? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> although, although this computer only works when it's plugged in, so I'm going to make sure I save it before we yeah finish. But or it, it'll disappear. The things like this, the, this podcast. There's so much information out there, and it's like. Oh, well, I'll hear from members in the gym. You know, they know you guys, how friendly and willing you guys are. They're like, they're just so busy. They're just so busy. Put a question on. I, I, I mean, you, 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 you answered my questions. Yeah, because you're the only there. one. <laughs> <laughs> to be the last one. That's that was I'm, the only that's question. That's what I'm saying. But you'll sit there and be like, well, they don't have any time to, to answer my questions or talk to me. I mean, I understand that because they're so busy. But it's like, put it. What a question. We want to answer your question. Yeah, shoot me a text. Email yeah. me. You guys answered all my questions. I'm out there. Don't email me. Split, I won't get it. Split stance. Do split stance, Brody. Do, yeah. do work on both sides equally. Yeah. <laughs> Stretch once in a while, old man. Yeah, every <laughs> every once in a while. Once a week. But, but a joint position, see what I've learned. Joint. It's, it's uh, what do you call it? Joint movement and position. It's not so much stretching. See, I learned that in a podcast. Yeah. See, yeah, all the information there that's there, guys. We don't do much, <laughs> we don't do much uh, stretching in this on mm. these parts. Yes, yeah, exactly. I've See, never seen I a, never knew that. I've never seen a lion stretch before chasing down a gazelle. <laughs> it yeah. shakes. They just take off. Movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. movement. Yeah. It gets those muscle fires. fires but yeah, that's, that's the kind of thing that you can, you can learn just by listening to this and asking questions that can be answered on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, know. so the only takeaway from today is ask us questions. Yeah. We are approachable, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. We love hearing ourselves talk. Love I it. think people are afraid to talk to me sometimes. I don't know why. Because in general, you're an asshole, maybe? Uh, no, that might be it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That might be it. But I, I said whenever I met, whenever I first met my wife, the first person I introduced her to in Altoona <laughs> was Freddie, because I said, Freddie, sometimes I've seen him talking to a wall, so I said, he'll definitely talk to you. So Fr- Fred's, we're both talkers, but... uh <laughs> 
Fred's the most f- approachable, friendly guy. People are afraid to talk to Ambrose because if you look into him, look into his eyes, you get lost. You get lost. Yeah, those, <laughs> wow. Those sultry eyes and that that uh, that sand hair. Yeah, he should. So salt. I, we I went, will say this: he should definitely. If you guys go uh, with like an Instagram channel or something mm-hmm. like that, he I should be the that, model. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He should be the guy on that He's face got right the there. Hair, everything. Because yeah. kill for that. Fred hair. and I will demonstrate and get so short like of breath. The, <laughs> we'd have to stop. The uh, the group attractive scale prior to Ambrose is like a three. With yeah. Ambrose, it's like a three eight <laughs> out of ten. So it's it's drastically 10. gone up <laughs> since yeah. he started. Yeah. But uh, Brody, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man. Really, thanks for sharing yeah, your story. I know that's probably not the easiest thing to talk about sometimes, but I really appreciate you guys you taking the time and chatting with us. Well, I did the best I could, and <laughs> I I wanted to come on here and just and uh, say. You know, thanks to you guys, and and hopefully people start asking more questions there because other than that, you guys are busy. Yeah, so it's a good uh, problem to have. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's a double-edged sword. Yes, <laughs> I want I want to ask my butcher question. I googled. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead. I thought oh, it was no. the big. I, I hope no, I know the answer. I go- I googled uh, how to talk to a butcher last night. I was. <laughs> I was super excited. And you don't uh, want to check out the rest of the browser totally history. It was totally different than you they, thought it they would be, said, wasn't it? They said uh, that butchers actually speak backward. And it gave the example, talk butcher, and then it, it was spelled backwards. So it was actually like clat, ret, retchub, or whatever, talk back, talk butcher. I'll draw it. So what? They, so they <laughs> said on Google, if you Google it, talk butcher. They said when butchers get frustrated with like customers and stuff they would actually start talking to each other like this clat instead of talk oh yeah is that a thing um stretch yeah. tub. have you done that I, stretch tub. I i i had a a friend that uh would speak in german what ah, I, I okay. know some dirty german and a little tiny bit <laughs> of neat german from him sprech is a deutsch there you go yeah yeah uh Zulken Sie Fleisch. That's do you seek meat or flesh? <laughs> that, not to be confused with Zulken Sie Fleisch, with his, which don't say that to somebody. <laughs> do we have to put the explicit yeah. tag? Yeah, no. <laughs> it just be, no German it listeners. Just got it yeah. I'll make sure there's no German downloads. Yeah, it just became explicit. Yeah. yeah. But. Damn. I made it this far. So that, that was your butcher question? That was, uh, I was, no, I was waiting for the time. As far as I that. know, it's not a real thing. Ah, damn. Yeah. Damn Can't Google. trust Google. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I think that's it, boys. Uh, anything else, guys? Wrap up there? Awesome. Thank you, Brody. Yeah. This has been a You Don't Know Squat podcast production. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on another episode of You Don't Know Squad Podcast with myself, Casey Kantz, Freddie Dorman, and Zach Hallman. All episodes are brought to you by Dorman Sports Performance, Iron Luck CrossFit, and Hallman Physical Therapy, located at 2927 Beale Avenue for all of your fitness and healthcare needs. If you like what we're doing, head over to Dorman Sports Performance and Hallman Physical Therapy on Instagram and Facebook and give us a like, share, and five-star review. More information can be found at www.dspgym.com or www.hallmanpt.com. Thanks for joining us.